Welcome to The Pleasure of Growth. I'm Poppy Okocha and this is your guide to growing your own at home. You don't need a green space to be green-fingered. Whether you live in an apartment or a houseboat, I'll be talking you through some easy steps to get you gardening, no matter where you are. And also get you thinking about some simple things you can do to recycle and repurpose along the way. Okay, so let's start talking household items. There are plenty of things lying around your house that you can use for gardening. And I'm not just talking about using broken plates for drainage. When it comes to sowing seeds, this is a really good opportunity to fish through your recycling. Yogurt pots and fruit punnets make great reusable starter containers. As long as you pierce the bottoms for drainage and place them in a tray to catch the water, and they can be used time and again to germinate those seeds. But if you're looking to use something a little more biodegradable, toilet roll tubes, egg cartons and folded newspaper pots can be a great alternative. The best thing about these is that once the seedlings are ready to be transplanted into bigger pots or the ground, you can add the tube straight into the soil as well and it will break down, adding to the soil. A side note here, you can even sow straight into the ground, which is called direct sowing, but there are some benefits for indoor sowing, depending on what you're growing. Seeds like moisture and steady temperatures, so sometimes swerving cold snaps or wind burn can help germination and establishment, especially for those delicate early days, as well as avoiding pests like slugs. Before you throw those food scraps out, see if you can regrow them. Veg-like spring onions or leeks are really good examples for easy regrowers. To do this, all you will need are spring onion or leek offcuts, water, a glass and a sunny spot. Firstly, cut the spring onion around an inch from the bottom in length. Make sure to include the roots. If working with leeks, make it about two inches from the bottom. Next, place the offcut in a glass and top it up with water so the roots are submerged. Then place in a sunny spot and leave them to grow. Spring onions will grow really fast and can be cut multiple times. Herbs are great to take cuttings from, particularly mint is easy to grow. But you can also try out thyme, rosemary, sage, you name it. You just need to select a green stem from the mother plant, around three inches long would do, and snip just below a leaf node. Remove the bottom leaves and place in water in a sunny spot. Change the water every few days and in a couple of weeks, roots should begin to grow. This means the cutting is ready to be planted. Let's not forget those roots. I'm referring to ginger and turmeric here, which are both great for growing, even from offcuts. Look for roots which have signs of growth, like horns, points or bumps. For this, all you will need is the roots of ginger or turmeric, a bowl, water, a pot filled with soil and somewhere warm. To start, grab yourself a bowl and place the roots in water and leave them to soak overnight. This will encourage them to start growing. 
The next day, take your pot filled with soil and place the soaked roots with the knobbly green bits facing up a few inches deep. Just make sure you don't bury them too far down. And that's literally it. Be patient and keep them somewhere warm as ginger and turmeric are very slow and steady growers, but great additions to the home. One top tip is that you may be tempted to save those seeds from chilies or peppers you've been cooking with to grow some plants of your own. It's worth bearing in mind that you've got less control over supermarket varieties, many of which are meant to be grown on an industrial scale. So by all means, have a go, but maybe experiment with some heritage varieties as well, which may perform better in a domestic setting. You may not look it, but the store cupboard is full of untapped potential. Have a hunt through and see what you can find. Dried pulses such as peas, mung beans, lentils are perfect for sprouting. So for this, all you will need is the pulses, a bowl, a tea towel and a jam jar. To start, just like we did with the roots, place the pulses in a bowl of water as they will need to soak overnight. By the next morning, you'll notice they have swelled up. Rinse these thoroughly and dry on kitchen paper or a tea towel. Then transfer the pulses to a jam jar. Make sure they just cover the bottom. Rest the lid on top of the jar and leave in a bright spot but away from direct sunlight. The pulses should start to sprout within 24 hours. Rinse the pulses daily and pat dry before returning them to the jar. By about days three or four, the sprouts should be ready to harvest. Sprinkle them on top of salads or add to smoothies. Seeds are another store cupboard staple. Sift through your trail mix to sow sunflower seeds. It may be trial and error to see which brands will germinate, but it's a good chance to sow some sunshine. And if trail mix isn't your vibe, how about those coriander seeds you use for your curries? These germinate easily, so it's a great opportunity to test out those loo roll tubes as containers. And if you have any chamomile tea bags going spare, split the bag open and try germinating some of the seeds. They're super teeny tiny in size, so even if it doesn't look like much, you just sprinkle them on the surface of the soil and don't cover them at all. They need sunlight to germinate. So now we come to waste. You can turn leftover organic matter into compost magic and you don't even need a large outdoor bin to do so. There are two different ways you can compost waste on a small scale and trust me, it's easier than it sounds. The first method is called bukashi composting. This is a Japanese technique of pickling the waste in an airtight container using a special bran. Each time you add a layer of waste, sprinkle a layer of bran on top, flatten it down and leave it to do its work. You'll end up with a liquid feed for your plants and the pre-digested or fermented organic matter which breaks down super fast on a compost heap or when buried, so you can take it along to a community garden if you like. It doesn't smell 
unless the lid is left off. And you can compost most things from bones to cooked foods and fats, the lot. It's pretty impressive. The second method, and my favorite method, is worm bins. All you need is two buckets of the same size, one stacked on top of the other. The top bucket will need a lid and you'll also need to drill holes in it for drainage. The top compartment is where the worms live and where you add your leftovers. This is where the compost is made or worm castings, which is basically worm poop. The bottom compartment collects any liquid from the top or worm juice as it's also known. This can be used as a really incredible liquid food for your plants. The worms will need bedding, which I use cocoa coir for, which is easy to buy online. When the worms are happy, they can eat about half their weight in food per day. So you just have to be a little bit careful of what you put in. They can be sensitive souls. Avoid citrus, meat, cooked foods, fats and oils, and anything in the allium family. So stuff like garlic and onions. If you're feeling really enthusiastic about converting your waste into useful things, I have some extra tips to get you thinking about alternatives. Leftover waters from cooking such as broccoli water, boiled egg water, even pasta water can be a good way of watering your plants instead of pouring it down the drain, but make sure it's cooled down first. As a side note, there are some trace nutrients that could benefit container plants as their soil can be a little less nutrient rich than plants growing directly in the ground. If you grind up your eggshells really fine, they make a fab source of calcium for plants. Coarsely ground eggshells make a great slug deterrent and if you're after a mulch, cardboard or waste newspaper are really great. If you haven't come across the word mulch before, it's a thin layer of material you add on the top of soil to lock in moisture and reduce weeds, amongst other things. A good example of this would be if you want to make a no-dig bed. A no-dig bed is when you prepare the ground for planting plants without doing any digging, which is really good for the soil, which benefits your plants, as well as locking in carbon. All you've got to do is cut the grass, pull up any perennial weeds like thistles, dandelions or brambles, and lay down the mulch. Cardboard works best with a topping of compost about 10 to 15 centimetres deep. The bed will be ready to use in no time. You can actually plant straight into it. A top tip for you is garlic makes an excellent insect repellent. So if you have any wee beasties attacking your plants, just crush up a clove or two, submerge in water and spray away. If you want to add some extra oomph to your repellent, you can add neem oil too. So that brings us to the end of our guide and I hope it's got your fingers tingling. Just remember, it doesn't have to be daunting. The key is to start small and slowly work your way up. And if gardening does capture your interest, check out some local community gardens or get yourself on an allotment waiting list. Gorilla gardening is super fun too. Keep it green, people.
This podcast is part of Good Nature, Selfridge's ongoing exploration into the healing powers of nature and escapism. Tune in each week for more sonic journeys designed to help you escape, be inspired, and discover the joys of the natural world. And keep an eye on Selfridges.com to see the Good Nature concept grow through thought-provoking events and mood-boosting experiences. It was a Radio Wolfgang production and featured Poppy Okocha. The producers were Holly Aquilina and Ivor Manley, and the executive producer was Ellie DiMartino. Martino.